Hey there lovely, this episode I wanted to speak on um, something that has strained my marriage for far too long and really something that I have overcome through maturation and growth. The question I find many of my listeners have is one which I have struggled with in my own marriage in the past and it's this, why is my marriage so unsatisfying and so boring? Marriage is nothing like I thought it would be. This is a question that nearly every committed partner is faced to ask at one point or another. However, this is a question which the romantic types tend to struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Why is my marriage so unsatisfying and boring? Through trial and error, accusation and blame, the question remains, why am I so dissatisfied with my spouse? Well, perhaps the problem is not what you think it is. And the answer, really much the same. And so on this episode, I'll share my own struggles to coming to terms with the struggle, owning it, and ultimately overcoming it, and how I finally found um, really the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, In part two of this, my husband will share four reasons that marriage tends to be such a disappointment for so many, and how to move into the light of finding um, the happiness, connection, and fulfillment that really is what you're searching for. Um, I really invite you to take it from a couple who has been there, who has been through the bad and the ugly, and learn to work together to find happiness and fulfillment in themselves, Um, and as a committed couple, not just surviving marriage, but thriving in it. So my husband and I got married shortly after I moved back from Nashville from school, um, I, uh, went to school for, um, for ballet, for point, and, um, I moved back, and about, um, four months later, we got married. Um, I was 21, and he was 22. Um, and he's actually, like, so he's six months younger than I am, but, um, he makes up for it, um, with his whole 14 inches that he has on me, so he is very tall. <laughs> I can honestly say, though, that from the beginning, Um, he really was everything that I have ever wanted. Um, and not just what I thought that I wanted. Um, it wasn't some delusional, like, love is blind kind of thing. Um, we really prayed and fasted and waited for each other. Um, he, and he actually was my first. Um, I knew what I wanted and I was not going to settle. Um, I'd seen my mom go through her share of terrible marriages and I decided as a kid that I wasn't going to make this, those same mistakes. Um, and he, he really is to this day everything that I have ever wanted. Um, but you know, the funny thing is that my depression and anxiety got 10 times worse when I married him. And you want to know why? It was really because of two things. Number one, I had made him my idol. And I had made him the source of what I thought would be my happiness, my joy, and um, really my all in all. The healing to my pain, the freedom from everything that I had been through, the freedom from my trauma and my sexual abuse, freedom from all of the rejection I felt as a child. I figured he'd fill every void and patch every wound. Um, really, I had erected him to the status of God in my life, and he and he couldn't be that. You know, he really began to crumble under the pressure that I had put him under, as did I. Um, number two, the reason my life really became so much more unsatisfying after after I'd attained like everything that I'd ever prayed for um, was expectation. You know, the, the human condition is to want more. Um, really, the more that you attain, the more that you want. You're never satisfied with what you have until you really decide to stop and be and choose to own the fact 
that nothing in life will ever give you the feeling of happiness that you want. The thing is that the more that my husband had filled in me, the more that I wanted him to fill even more. Because I was going to him and not to God. And he was he was filling an empty tank. Um, with really, it was like it was like he was filling a tank that had a hole in it. It was just seeping out. Um, I was empty, and 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 um, and I didn't know that I needed really to do for myself what I was asking him to do. Um, you know, I read this sure. Um, you know that that I couldn't find completion in my spouse. I, you know, I I think I knew this logically, but I didn't know this in my heart. Um. You know, all those those articles, you know, in my mind were for women whose husbands were less than perfect, um, but not me. Like, my husband was my soulmate. Like, he would make me happy. And if he was failing, well, then he, he'd love me enough to find a way to fix what was wrong because we were meant to be. Like, we were destined. Um, and this, this really was, like, my illogical, like, um, way of viewing things. And, and really, he did. He... He has proven his love and his devotion in ways that he really never should have had to. Um, he's overstepped boundaries, or really I've overstepped boundaries um, with my expectations. Um, and he's like lovingly, you know, tried to reach me anyways. Um, but I was too broken to see this. And the result was that I be began to become very dissatisfied in life and marriage with him. I thought that he was failing me. And that he wasn't giving me what I needed. But the thing is that my expectations were the root of my anxiety, which I could not shake off. This tension in my chest, um, almost like an outer body, inside out kind of experience. Um, I was constantly like, you know, um, checking these boxes, obsessing. Is he doing that? Is he doing this? And I think, okay, well, I'm upset maybe because he's not doing this. Um, I'd compare him to my friends' husbands or to someone I really admired, and I'd think, well, they seem so happy. Maybe if he'd do this better. But you know what? My husband, he wanted to please me. He wanted to make me happy so bad. And he internalized all the ways um, that I was dissatisfied with life and with myself and in our marriage. Um, and he, too, he didn't realize that it wasn't him. Um, he, he wasn't the problem at all. And sure, he'd agree with me that he was and seek to make changes as I saw fit. And he, you know, because he wanted to fix whatever was going on, whatever was causing um, just this dissatisfaction. But the more that he would do for me, the more empty that I ultimately was. Um, and the more angry and frustrated I grew because I thought that I wanted, because, you know, what I thought that I wanted, what I thought I needed to be full and to be happy was yet leaving me even more unhappy, uh, much the same. And so the thing here is that, you know, I was caught up in, I was caught up in um, really this cycle, this endless cycle. Um, and, and I think that, you know, as much as my husband loves me, and yeah, he would do anything to make me happy, and to see me happy, um... At, and at peace, really, the thing is that whatever it was that I that I told my husband that this, this is going to make me happy. This is what is going to satisfy me. If you just stop doing this or start showing me love this way, or if you could just get a better job and maybe we could buy a house, or, or like don't play video games so much, like whatever it was, like he would master it. He would be that, do that. 
sell his his computer like what not do that not be that like whatever it was he would concede to my expectations my ill-rooted notions of what was going to end what seemed to be like our marital struggles like seemed to be the the, the root of our marital struggles but that was really a matter of um you know what was really a matter of internal struggle for me um we both we both didn't see that and I, and I think my husband kind of saw it and he had said it maybe once or twice before when he would kind of reach his limit you know that you know he really couldn't make me happy and he felt like that and and really I think you know in those moments he, he was on to something because he couldn't and the crazy thing that I couldn't figure out was that it would leave me just as empty just as unsatisfied every time and 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 I was on to, you know, the next thing. Well, maybe it's this. And you know what? Um, I would actually become angry with him because I would think, you know, like, you're failing me. And here's the reason I'm depressed and sad and angry and anxious and suicidal. You're the reason that I don't want to live. Like, like he was the reason. And I, I didn't say that to him, but in my head and in my heart, I think subconsciously that's what I believed. Um... You know, maybe I had married the wrong person. Maybe that, maybe that guy, that guy over there, maybe he would make me happier. And, um, and this is when I really started to catch myself. Um, but you know what? You know why we think that? Why as women we put so much of our romantic partners, you know, put so much on our romantic partners to fulfill this fantasy world we've made up? You want to know why I was driving my poor husband mad? Really, because every Nicholas Sparks novel, every Hollywood notion tells you that marriage, that your spouse, that they will fill all. That if you are not satisfied, then somehow you have married the wrong person. You have made a wrong move in life. And you haven't attained something that you need to attain to be happy. Because the world, they, what they tell you is to go to the world to seek abundance. In things, in people in dreams fulfilled, but does anybody truly, in this world I mean, when you think of him or her who has reached all that the world says will make you happy, are they happy? And the answer is no. Think of every celebrity, massively wealthy, has it all blogger, Instagrammer, um, food blogger, author, singer, actor, or whatever, and then you hear that they have committed suicide, or that they have got divorced, or that they are on to their fifth marriage, or that they're going to prison. You see, we are all on an endless search for something. A search that never ends. All of us. Whether you are here or there, whether you've not made it yet, or you've attained all that there is to attain. We are all here. Um, this is kind of like a revolutionary concept, um, and... Um, I, I want you to stick with me here, but you think of, you think, you know, if I could get there, then I'll be happy, but there's, but there, whatever there is, is still here. There is no place, no status, no accolade or accomplishment that will get you anywhere, but, but where you are right now, here. The way that you feel right now is the way that you feel when you achieve whatever it is that you think you need in order to be happy. Or feel whatever it is that you want to feel. Because our feelings don't come from anything. They come from being centered and rooted in God. And then he pours every other blessing upon us, physical and temporal, so long as he is the first. We cannot feel a blessing without God first centering us within to receive it. 
Otherwise, it is empty, unsatisfying, and unfulfilling. So why do we strive for anything in life? What is the point of marriage? Well, it's, it's really to journey with God, to get a little taste of heaven on earth, to get a little taste of God himself through the inanimate and animated objects we lust for. The difference is that God is the foundation to all that you seek. He is what fills you so that the thing that you are seeking for isn't what you're seeking underneath at all, at all. It's God. The rest is just excess to the foundational fulfillment you already have in Christ. So we seek all the things we desire which are good in Christ from the place of already being full, not with an intention to fill up. Because that's never, listen to me, that's never going to happen. We need to become within God what we are trying to attract. And then the rest will be attracted to us as well. People and things cannot take us where God has already placed us in Him. But you know, what is refreshing to me is that as much as I want to help women find the fullness and happiness and complete abundance that I have in this life, when I tell her, every her, that it's found in Him, it's as if their ears shut down and they do not hear. But you know, the Bible talks about this. It says, Though they have ears to hear, they do not hear. Though they have eyes to see, they do not see. And this is my fear with you, is that you will miss this message because you do not want it. Yet you do not see that it is all that you want. That He is all that you want. But it's as if you could hear this a million times, and you probably have. Yet you do not see that He truly is all you want for. And even anything else you want is yet still found in Him. He is where our anxieties and depressions fade away. He is where I myself lost my need to commit suicide. I think that if I had not stopped this insane search for the more that isn't even there, the more that is only in him, I think that I would have died. My search away from him was driving me to my end, and I did not know it. Because I wanted to be happy, and I had always been taught that God doesn't want me to be happy, and that he wants me to be holy, as if they are somehow separate. But the Bible teaches of the gospel of a happy God, and we cannot have his holy without his happy. We were created in his image to reflect all of him. So when I realized that myself was found in him, and not that I was to die with him, Yes, my sinful self, yes, that's to die, the parts of my obstinate self, to his life-giving ten commandments, but not me. I am not called to die. Not the me that dreams and wants and aspires, not my personality or my makeup. No, all of this is good. God has declared all of this good in him. And he wants to grow. He wants to grow that in him, not to take it away. And this really was revolutionary to me because I stopped seeing God as my enemy and I started to see him as my ally, as good. This is where I learned to trust and where I learned to trust is where I learned to hear and to see what otherwise my untrust was closing my heart off from in fear. This is the key, to trust him. 
We must seek happiness in our God-given destiny. Whatever that dream is you've had for so long that gets you up in the morning and propels you to fly, we must seek it in Him. He is the key. He is all, you know. Um, God once said that I am. And by that he meant I am all. Now I don't know um, what you're looking for or what, what you want or what you think is going to make you happy. But this is as good as it gets. Nothing you attain or achieve can give you what you want. The feeling that you want. Abundance and your more is only found in Him. You are as high as you are ever going to get, whether you stay where you are or you move. The only way you can get higher is in Him. So relax. This is my message. It's not up to you. It's up to Him. In Him. Stop your search. Our happiness has got to be rooted in God. Otherwise, we are all do all we are doing is feeding idols of worship that we are striving for. We are eating ourselves up, self-harming ourselves to attain this or that or do or become or whatever it is, this or that. And you know what? After we do all that, be her who we thought would change our world, get what we thought we needed to get, that will be the end of us. And we will reach nothing more than what we have already been given. We will be the end of ourselves if we do not realize that God, God is what we are searching for. Not our husbands, not this or that, not the perfect job with the perfect dream life, the perfect body, the perfect house, or having what she has or having what he has or whatever it is. Nothing. No thing can make you feel the way that you want to feel. No thing can give you what you want because ultimately what you want is found in Him. And here's the kicker. God wants you to be happy. It's not as if you've, it's not as you've always thought that God is some supernatural being opposed to anything worldly or anything that has to do with making us or you happy or seeing your dreams fulfilled or seeing you live an abundant life. In fact, he came to give you abundant life. Hear me on this. He came to make you happy. He came to restore what was lost in the fall. Your happiness, your joy, your fullness, your peace, your life. He came to be the foundation for which your everything was built upon. He came so that you could have all but in Him. So that's, um, that was really what I felt um, impressed to um, relate to y'all today. Um, so stay tuned for part two next week. I know that this really isn't the answer that most want to hear, um, but I'm not really sure why, because to me it's the sweetest, most life-giving answer all the same. And, it, and it's so sad because I think we're blinded to wanting God, and it's the oldest trick in the book, and Satan does it so well. But let's learn to embrace her and him and to let our marriage be the complement to us, not what we seek as our fullness. This is what Satan ultimately wants you to do. He wants you to drive yourself crazy, trying to attain from your husband what he cannot give. He wants to drive you to, to, to a breakdown of your marriage, to divorce, to remarry again and to divorce again, to remarry again and to divorce again. He wants 
He wants to see your life unfulfilled. He wants to see you unhappy. And so he lies, he lies and he fills, he fills you with these thoughts and with these notions and plants thoughts in your head and feelings that you need more and that your more is found apart from God because he doesn't want you to go to God because he knows that in God is where it's found. Satan wants you to be as unhappy as he is. Satan has fallen and he's been defeated and he wants to drag as many of us down with him as he can. But I want you to say no. No more. And so, just again, stay tuned for part two next week. Um, my husband will um, kind of take over the show. Um, but I am praying for each of you, my viewers, that you really, just really fight for your freedom in Christ. Fight for your happiness in Him. But that He would be your first, your first fight. Um, and that you would fight first for your relationship with Him. Um, because that is where it is found.